In the early 21st century, magic reawakened on Earth, and alongside it, a new human race of orcs, elves, trolls, dwarves, and others. Humanity became meta-humanity. Technology proliferated and greatly advanced in the awakened world as global megacorporations seized ever more power, becoming de facto states with their own laws, courts, and armed forces. The corporations attempt to control all aspects of modern life. This has led to a vast and complex criminal underground which works for and against corporate interests. The independent career criminals who do what others can't or won't are called shadow runners. The year is 2102. Welcome to Fun City. This episode of Fun City contains descriptions of torture. Previously on Fun City, the team must sort through a mountain of weaponry at Hector's Turn and Burn, a new business in the Yuri family of businesses. They're searching for Miko Jurdovich's rifle, the one which seemingly unexpectedly shot and killed a striking NYPD officer and ranking member of the violent police gang, The Last Line. When they do find the gun, TK learns it's filled to capacity, four terabytes of log files, including hundreds of thousands around the time the fateful shot was fired. He surmises someone must be trying to obscure the truth with junk. A comparison with another rifle, containing only a few hundred log entries over a number of weeks, seems to confirm this. TK copies the data, and on the way out of the turn and burn, Yuri has some words of warning. Talk on the street is, Vern could become the next police commissioner. While the team should be careful, this relationship may also prove useful in the future. We join the team now, far east on Highland Island, having just left the turn and burn, about to decide on their next move. You all are in Henley the Bentley, uh, who is driving. Uh, where? You tell me. Tell me where you want Henley to take you uh, and tell me what it is that you're talking about and doing. I think first uh, we have to figure out what music is playing. Hmm. <laughs> of course. That's usually your decision, TK. Yeah. No, I think, I think, I think we're going to go with some, cl- some classical music, very cello Ooh. forward. Oh. Ooh. Here, I can do that. I like this. Think of the Elgar Cello Concerto. Right? Oh. Something sad, melancholy. Because we learned some stuff and it's sad and melancholy for us because we don't know wh- wh- what's happening really. Lux doesn't know where we're going. Do, do you know where you told um? No, uh, I think T- TK H- just H- told H- Henley to fucking get out of there. Yeah. Get it where, because we're on the water, right? We're like, either you're out, you're out far east on Highland Island. So you can have Henley just send you back in the direction of home and then just kind of like drive and circle if that's what you want to do. TK's about to fall asleep, but he's like, you know, I paid for the submersible feature. <laughs> take the take the water route home. Yes, let's take the long way home. So we are submerging now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lux, have you not submerged in this vehicle yet? Uh, yeah, no, I, ha- I have. Um, Lux does have a mild phobia of, um, of water. True. The lassophobia. Uh, huh? Drowning. Mm. Um, is it the lassophobia or is it just... That's fear of deep water, just, actually. Yeah, is it just um, drowning in general? Yeah, it's, it's drowning in general, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the cool thing is you can't drown in a submersible. You can't, and that's why he's not freaking out or anything, but he is not um, He's drowning outside of it. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Or if it gets a leak. 
And Lash is testing the windows to see, <laughs> to making sure the lock. This is the, the reason. On the this is the reason that Lux is actually nervous, is because he doesn't know how idiot-proof this commercial <laughs> yeah. feature is. She can't help but be like, "Does this lock?" Yeah, but DK's like, he's Twilight Zone, about to fall asleep, because it's like underwater. There's, suddenly, there's no sounds of the city. Mm. It's just. Yeah, quiet. Viv is uh, clasping her hands and saying, Mother's embrace. I don't know why you'd be worried about this, Lux. Who said I was worried? I'm not worried. Your palms are a little I'm sweaty. I'm not but... worried, and in, in he hides his palms. I'm not worried. I'm thinking about what Yuri said. Also, look, what did he Lux, say? Lux. Oh, yeah, what did he say? But first, okay, go ahead. Viv's not going to let you drown. Yes. Oh, right, yeah. You yeah. can't drown with Viv around. No okay, way. Guys, well, you guys weren't there when. I almost drowned by a big acid wave. Yeah, I so wasn't just, there. That was, yeah, wasn't yeah, we there. were busy. <sighs> okay. We've gone over this. All right. What's it, wrong, Lux? This is what's wrong. Okay? I didn't get to tell you about the conversation I overheard. It's about water? It's not about water. Okay. Okay? I overheard a meeting, and I, and I have the file I've already sent to all of you, but so please listen to this audio file. But I overheard the meeting between Vern, uh, between the head of Lone Star, the mayor, and a representative from Evo. What? Their COO, in fact, is, whose name was Quinn. And in this meeting, the mayor said that most likely the contract for who would be in charge of all security and policing of the entire New York metro area would be Knight Errant. What? Hey, but Not what? Even... What? Aren't what? they expensive? They are expensive. Evo is apparently helping foot the bill as well as providing all medical care. Oh. For everyone, not only that is a police officer or some sort of person involved in law enforcement, but the entire corrections system. How does Evo make out with that? Why? Why would Evo do that? It doesn't make any sense. No, it's I mean, I think more it, people. I think it does, yeah. More going people. through their system. Right, but we still don't even know what they're doing with people and why they want to do it with people. Um, but we know that this deal would have make their access to people's minds, you know, increase hundreds of times. I mean, I, I, and also, Vern and the head of Lone Star were livid. They were extremely mad. And so when Yuri tells me that Vern is going to be the police commissioner, the person who's going to be in charge of this new force, doesn't square with me. I don't understand. That's confusing. I, yeah, I mean, you could listen to the audio. Vern seemed completely outside of this process. He seemed like he was being given this information, brand new, completely fresh, and was totally felt betrayed that this you know, law enforcement agency that he's been heading, or at least you know, heading the, the union for, it was being excised from law enforcement in New York. So, you know, I'm not saying that he he should be just celebrating his own personal victory. I mean, he probably might have some feelings for the people he works with or whatever, but it just doesn't make sense to me. The way he was acting, it just seemed like a surprise. You know, if I didn't know any better, I would think somebody was orchestrating all of this. <sighs> Thank you, TK. Now that I know that I could sleep, fine. I mean, did he really sound surprised? Give me a couple line reads of how he sounded when he was when he heard the news. Good idea, Lash. Lux just plays the audio. <laughs> no, I want to hear it in your voice. <laughs> did you just turn the audio off that, yes. I, that, I, that I said tried to send to your brain directly? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Pairing. 
Oh, this doesn't work with Artemis. Artemis. brain, not an audio device. <laughs> hey, you have, yes, you have to. There's only consent for you. It's, yeah, it's, 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 you it's, can't really work. do it that way. Okay. Are you just like refusing connections all the time or what? I can't really make a connection huh. unless I think about it. Uh, I don't like talking about it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird that you know. Some part of your brain knows what the I, message is going to be. Yeah. Make sure your device is on and in range. Okay. We should we should test it. some of this. I got some ideas. You know, it's kind of like, you know how you can make yourself fall asleep, but then when you really want to fall asleep, you can't fall asleep because you're thinking about falling asleep. Yes. That's kind of like what it's like when I'm connecting to the Lux Matrix. is pairing right now mm. with the car, and he just plays it through <laughs> the car speaker, something that it has to enter your ears. The NYPD has been serving the city for 300 years. All gone now. All gone now because the cowboys come in and play shoot them up. Vern, this is... Yeah, he does uh, sound mad. Now, Yuri may have just been saying that Vern was offered this job and he hasn't taken it. If that's the case, then we're still fucked. Everything still sucks. We still have to find a way to stop this evil mega corporation from taking over the the minds of everybody in the criminal justice system, everybody in law enforcement and beyond. But at least we don't have the added wrinkle of having Vern be a part of it as well. Now, if Vern takes this job and is heading up this massive, you know, handover of all the minds that I just mentioned, then that's where we're double fucked. Now, we just have to wait and see what Vern does with that, I guess. But what we do know is that in order for this big change to happen that they met about, something had to precipitate it. Something had to completely wreck the public's trust of the current power structure. As, as fragile as it is and as, as sort of unmoored and kind of fractured as it was, Something had to happen in order for this to be necessary. So my suspicion is that whoever orchestrated this gun going off and this giant conflagration between uh, Lone Star and the NYPD is the very same person, organization, etc. that stands to benefit here. We need proof of that. Yes. But also, like, we think about who's benefiting directly, right? Right. Evo and Knight Errant. And yeah. do we know anything about... Their relationship? Do you guys know anything, or should we should I, should we do some searching? Wait a minute. There were f- how many voices in that room? Four. Four, but we only saw three. Go in. Yeah, one of them was teleconferencing in. Quinn was it? Yes, he's the COO of of Evo of Evo, whatever. We just do a Not quick extra version. Of quick matrix search for Quinn. Yeah, so I'm going to answer the two questions that just came up in turn. One, what is the relationship between Knight Errant and Evo? You would know that they have a strong and long-standing professional partnership. Mm -hmm. You would know that Evo is responsible for forming the multi-corp coalition that brought Knight Errant into the city to be the security force for Midtown. They were the company that approached Ares and said, Ares, if we got a bunch of corporations together who all wanted to have Knight Errant um, protect their enclaves specifically in Manhattan, would you give us a deal? And then Ares said to Evo about Knight Errant, yes. So then Evo went to all of the mega corporations and said, hey, this stuff with the NYPD is weird. We do not trust Lone Star for whatever reason. Like, we are not going to hire them. We're going to hire Knight Errant. Do you want in? And then all of those corporations said yes, and Evo brokered that contract with everyone. So they're very much at the center of that. Second, you do a search for Quinn. Quinn is relatively famous in the business world. 
this is maybe if you were not watching the news closely, like if you were not the kind of people who are consuming news every morning, every day, this is something you might have missed. Quinn was hired, quote unquote, to Evo a few years ago. And the reason hired is in quotes is because Quinn was not really hired by Evo. Quinn was made by Evo. Created by. Uh, Uh, Quinn Quinn is an artificial intelligence that is basically the director of operations for Evo. And this is something that Evo has used in a lot of its marketing materials in the last year. That like this is, in their words, the evolution of business. This is a a C-suite executive who can be in as many video calls at once as you need. They can can look at the operations plan. They can look at the marketing plan and budget. (laughs) They can do all this stuff all at the same time. Uh, There are pictures of them that you can find uh, on various news websites. They are a very sort of like, imagine the most clean cut and normal David Bowie has ever looked. Yeah, a little less male structure. Like, Quinn is designed to be interpretable as whatever you like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And Viv shares her findings with everyone. Oh, man. Quinn is always teleconferencing. Yeah. So we need to know if there's anything in that gun data, TK, that could help point us to anyone responsible for actually pulling the trigger. Okay. We also know that whatever they're doing, Evo is doing to people's minds is incredibly powerful stuff. It has to leave a trace. All right. There has been no ever reported case of a magic person losing their magic or having that go away. This is something that we know is something that is just intrinsic to someone. And their connection to that is not something that could just be pulled away by a simple piece of technology. All right. Whatever they're doing, whether it's fucking chips in people's heads or whatever, there's going to be a trace. We have a list of people, all right? We can find out what they're doing to people, all right? I know this. As soon as we do that and we have proof, we could go public with this and we could stop this whole thing. We have to do it fast. Okay, okay, okay. I I like the way fast sounds. That sounds good. Um, But what about Odina and the last line and shit? Because, like, we... I feel like, you know, these are cops who are really into being cops. Yeah. And they're special. Co- you know, they're, they're, they they set themselves apart from the rest of the force. I can't help but think they must be somehow implicated in this. Because, like, right. you know, why would you create a force within the police force unless you thought you were going to be displaced? Right. And why were they ready to go literally the minute that this thing sparked and that trigger went off? We have people in the CHAZ with equipment designed to cut open specific doors this isn't something that they spent even five minutes gathering. This is something they were in bands. They were ready to go. And I've dealt with a lot of NYPD before, and I have never dealt with hackers like that before. Flash, is there any way that you could trace those hackers based on any activity they did? Uh, I think what I need to do is Hospital talk records. To, I got to talk to Thistle and see see what yeah. they have on their end. If they got any kind of a, you know, digital signature, or even if they just got some footage of the security van. Flash, okay. you shot one. Yeah. Hospital records. Uh, I don't think that they went to a hospital. Yes. I like the idea of telling Odin about but this. But maybe. I think th- it's worth checking the closest hospital, see who came in with a gunshot wound that day. Yeah. We don't quite go to hospitals ourselves. We get shot that much? No, you're right. All right. Here's what I want to know. I like the idea of talking to Odin as well and getting her opinion on this and 
I, I also think that if we were to talk to anybody about the decision without information, direct information about this coup, she would be a good person to talk to. Um, because if, for example, if we wanted to talk to the mayor or something about his decision here, we need to go in with something. We need to go in with information. We need to go in with leverage. We need to go in with something. All right. We need the data off the gun. We know we need to find people in last line. We know we need to look into all these people on this list in my head right now. Um, you got a lot of things to do, Lux. Also under the snake. Yes. And, that's three um, things, Lash. It's, that's three things. Yes. Yeah. Do we want to do these together or do we want to split? You know, I'm enjoying being underwater for now. I think. No, I want to be underwater for now. I'm not saying like yeah, now. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just a thinking. dead body floats behind the <laughs> window. It's like uh, a rotting, wet. TK corpse. looks at Viv. What Viv, are yours? Viv uh, waves at it. <laughs> not he, one of mine. He though. um he pa- he's passing in front of a recent advertisement placed for a local car dealership. Well, I agree. We have to do all those things. What are the you most? See that? Ta- that guy didn't go to the hospital. You see the problem? Yeah, yeah, I see. I just don't think they went to the hospital. When have we ever gone to the hospital? When did you get shot in the leg? Shot in the leg. (laughs) Well, we have healing magic. I also um, also have experience. (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, these were fucking nerds and cops. We have all this stuff, but we should start with what we have. We have a gun. Yes. Do some coding. Thank you, TK. Put it in the fucking, put it in the ship. Let Artemis handle it. Run some algorithms. I mean, Artemis doesn't. Artemis has more processing power than, like, okay. most of the things that we own. He's right. a whole boat now. Artemis is always giving me wrong game scores, though. That's because you don't know how to ask for the right ones. You're right. You're right. Okay, so uh, I'll start writing some shit. Uh, Artemis, can you play me some coding music? Playing the Crane Wife by the Decemberists. <laughs> oh, no. The Crane Wife was actually pretty good. <laughs> it was you. Artemis Mute. Um, it doesn't matter. Oh, look, we're home. (laughs) Lux, I will open the windows. You surface on the west side of Manhattan in the shadow of the monuments, and you make your way from Henley back onto the Mrs. Egg. Gabe is around, uh, still in his flight suit, uh, still tinkering with various things. Uh, he doesn't bother you when you come in, but if you need him, he's around. Hey, uh, Gabe. <laughs> Gabe, uh, I got to do a thing. Can you uh, leave me a bottle in front of my door? And also, if you got any, like, chips, any chips, just leave those outside. Uh, snack time. It will be. You need the, the white noise machine? No. I got my own stuff. Gabe clicks a button and there's just white noise just plays throughout the entire boat. That's pretty cool. When'd you code that? Oh, that's easy. Yeah, well, but when did you do it? When I don't... Oh, I've been cha- I mean, um, I don't know if you noticed, but I've been working pretty hard. The last time I saw you, we were blacked out at a club. <laughs> Two of our you friends got... You were blacked s- out at a club. Okay, but I still saw you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been working on stuff around the boat. You might notice Artemis is a little bit better. Uh, she had a little bit of an upgrade. Playing track two of 2025's White Noise by the Decemberists. <laughs> oh, no. It's just white noise. <laughs> really changed their sound. Okay, you uh, you retire to your quarters. Viv uh, sits Gabe down into the, in the galley and catches him up. And so that's why I think we should probably uh, he up the security. 
I don't think you guys have anything to worry about. There's all kinds of stuff protecting the boat that you don't even, you probably, honestly, you probably don't even want to know about it. Uh, uh, I don't, are I don't we in any that. danger as I, we enter our own home? Uh, no, you, you should be all right. Just, um, I see sometimes you're wearing those like, uh, really big sunglasses. Uh-huh. Just if you approach from the front with the sunglasses on, just be, just maybe take them off. Loaded, and she folds them up. But yeah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Viv, I have a question. This may be weird. I don't know a lot about magic. Is magic in your brain? <laughs> Is it? It's not in any one place. You're it... approaching this like a major doctor, Lex. <laughs> I just don't understand at all what could be going on. And I... the thing that I'm thinking is insane. It's quite insane. I I was shocked by the news, too. No, no. I... No, it's... They're not doing that. Never mind. Don't worry about it. What do you think? I think they might be replacing people. What do you mean, replacing people? How else? Oh, yeah. I mean, if someone made a clone of me, I don't think it would be in touch with the Matrix. Ah, that's interesting. I don't know. I, I don't. I, that's one of a thousand things I'm thinking. It doesn't. I just don't know how, how this is even possible. And, and and I know that we we have to stop them like now, like now. And uh, Lux is like he's getting frantic, and he's and he doesn't he doesn't like that they've gotten back home, and that he's got to like go through some like routine of like I'm gonna go brush my tooth or something. <laughs> um, yeah. and, he's uh, gonna brush his tooth. In the, the future, one, the one said, in the middle. You have two tooths. The omni tooth. One, yes, the omni tooth. I've been pitching this for years because if you think about it, okay. it, could have, it makes so much more it sense. It could have ridges that keep. The, I've, I've been pitching this for years. Yeah. The omni tooth is just one big tooth up here, one big tooth, like dolphins have. Right. Be, uh, don't correct me. Uh, dolphins have two teeth. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not gonna correct but you. You can have ridges so that they still have definition. Then you. Wouldn't ever get anything stuck no in your teeth. Wait, so you uh, I have a bridge, like, and I do get stuff stuck in my teeth. But, but there shouldn't be a gap there. We could get rid of the gaps. No, 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 no. You're talking about like beaks, like a like a like a like a squid or an yeah. octopus. Yes, yes, yes but not as sharp. And imagine if your lips went over them. That's what happens in squids and octopuses. That's what happens in us. Your Octop- beak is just chopped up into teeth, Octop- and food gets stuck in there. You're acting oh, like this is yeah. something that people are just choosing. Because no, it's a problem. Yeah. We're no with. one refuses to change it. <laughs> <laughs> we should do, we should fill in the gaps between our teeth. Is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but epoxy, a porcelain, I don't care what. I think that this should go at the beginning of the episode and at the end of the episode. We'll just, replace, we we'll just replace the ad break with yes. an ad for Omnitooth. Omnitooth. It's like dolphins, but better. Are you sick of having more than two teeth? <laughs> Why are you doing that to yourself? Um, oh the correct number of teeth is two. Is always two. It's t- it, it, the, the name of the company is 2TH. Yes. Oh my god. So okay. T- tooth. Um, so he he's he felt like he felt like when they were in the car they were on their way to do the thing yeah. and he doesn't know what the thing is yet and he knows that they have all these threads to pull and he doesn't like being here just coming up with wild theories about what they're doing and he wants to be solving it lash notices lux pacing and kind of whispering under his breath all the things that he's thinking and she goes over and puts her hand on his arm and kind of squeezes it. Don't worry, Lux. I messaged Thistle. 
She's getting me all the information she can on the hackers. Oh, okay, good, good. So don't worry, we're on the case. Thank you, thank you. Yes, okay, so... All right, we so TK, he's doing the, he's finding out what's on the gun, and we got Thistle trying to find that the hackers. That could be a direct line to to to, um, to um, the last line. That's perfect. Okay, great. Um, all right, so we could we could start finding. I could start. I could start. I could start finding out what's happening with these evil people. Puts her other arm <laughs> <laughs> on his other arm, so now she's like in a in a slow dance with him. And this is really where you could see the size difference between <laughs> yeah. an ordinary size man and this orc. Um, her arms are kind of like big enough to cover up his whole shoulders and his like the top of his arms. Uh-huh. And you get the feeling that she, if she just squeezed him, he could pop. Absolutely, she could. <laughs> and there is a moment of flash in her mind. She goes, <laughs> It's like the same moment when she was pushing the buttons. Yeah. She's going, okay, yeah. got it. This is just what like, we call hmm. Chekhov's knife. Yeah. yeah. She goes, Lux, listen. Yeah? I'm not the best at consoling anyone, but we're going to do this one thing at a time. Right. We can't do it all. Yes. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. Yes. I promise you that. This Unless. Is... Okay. Just kidding. Okay. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I love these two friends. Yeah. Uh, but he does feel better because... Lash is one of these people that if she gets something in her mind, like if she's going to kick a soccer ball through a window so that it'll go into like an open blowhole somewhere, she's going to do it until like the whole place is destroyed. And so when she gets her mind on something, she's going to do it just like she did with the hackers and she threw the door open and shot them. Um, Like it's just going to happen. She's going to win. And so he does feel better at this. You get a message from Thistle. Thistle explains in her message that Cardoon took it upon themselves to find out if any of the civilian protectors outside the Chaz the evening of the siege were wearing body cameras, which is a practice that they mm-hmm. engage in. They oftentimes, to provide, they say, some accountability for Lone Star, they will wear body cameras. And a bunch of them were, mm. including a number that had remained outside when things started to get heated. Cardoon went through hours and hours and hours of footage because there were multiple people wearing body cameras. Mm-hmm. Her dude managed to find a very blurry image of a van arriving at the Chaz where you can see its license plate. The license plate just reads Rosebud. No. Oh. Rosebud. What does that mean? Oh. <laughs> Are you watching movies again? No, that's what the license plate said. Rosebud. Oh. Can we search it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Lash, uh, you know, is going in the, trying to search. Uh, is that public? I'm going to assume that in the future it's like what it is now and that you basically just have to pay 20 new yen in order to get <laughs> someone's identifying right, information from their, so. yeah, from their license plate. So, uh, yeah, I think there's actually like a very friendly e-commerce yeah. like, you know, website that you can go and just put in Lux's credit card number, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, his his com code. Uh, and yeah. Uh, so Lash does that. She, you know, she does it in full VR. So she enters a little little uh, building and uh, it's made out of license plates. She's <laughs> unsure of really the design in this VR world. What's it called? It's called license plates for you. 
<laughs> Which doesn't really make sense because that's not what the story is about. And then all the avatars in there are license plates as well. Mm. It's really actually quite creepy. And uh, they're just like blasting house music. <laughs> it's a really unpleasant place to be. And there's mm. ads popping up everywhere. Mm. But she goes in and she uh, finds out the information. You basically get given a little address card, uh, okay. and it just appears in front of you uh, as a piece of information that you can uh, store in whatever uh, hard drive you are currently going to beam things to, whether or not it's your comm that makes you uncomfortable, Lux's comm that makes you even more uncomfortable, wherever you want to keep it. You recognize the first name, uh, Faru. Uh, you heard someone shouting it uh, when you entered the van. You don't recognize the surname, but, you know, you probably didn't hear it. It's uh, Aldage, A-L-D-A-G-E. There is the make and model of a vehicle that has the license plate Rosebud, and it's the white van that you saw. And there is an address. Taylor, where do you think Faru lives? Faru lives in a uh, place that you would have heard of. Um, it's called Bull Goose. Uh, Bull Goose. It is like is the northern northwesternmost island of the Brooklyn Archipelago. Uh, and it's notable because uh, the entire island, uh, there's no edge to it. It's just building straight up. Mm. Uh, Lash. Uh, it is known to be a kind of a gross place. Lash sees this piece of information. She goes, awesome. <laughs> Never been there before. Uh, and the, one of the license plates is like, do you need to check another license plate? <laughs> <laughs> and Lash gets out of there as quickly as possible. And then she looks back at Lux and says, Bull Goose, we got to go to Bull Goose. Bull Goose? What's in Bull Goose? Baro Aldeje, a.k.a. Casanova, a.k.a. Uh, someone who I really dislike and maybe... Shot in the leg. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Over to TK's quarters. What's it like in there? And what is he up to? You see like a, it looks like a sort of a monkish cell. It's he's like a total ascetic. All his belongings, which there aren't many of, are stored neatly out of sight. He's got a bare, just a, a bare wooden desk. It's like the one organic thing in the room is like the desk. And it's dead because it's wood. Uh, there are fairly nice speakers flanking the desk. They're pointed directly at his chair. So he's getting, like, all of it. The room is, it's like, you can't see where the lights are. It's all recessed lighting. And you get the sense that, like, the room could be lit up as brightly as, like, a normal day. But right now, it's, like, basically twilight in there. You can't tell if it's, it doesn't seem like it was, it's morning or night. Even though you know what time it is, it's like, there's no time in there. It's just, he's trying to create a cube that is outside of time and space where he just can focus where there's no other distractions, there's no other people, there's no obligations except for the thing that he's trying to do. But yeah, it's like, it's it's sort of like a casino. You just don't know what time it is. But quiet and perfect, like a sensory deprivation technique. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but what he's playing is like old recordings of like rivers and ponds. He's, he's listening to things flowing because he's trying to put himself in the state of mind where he can do things very easily. The Viv playlist. But no, of course, like nobody else knows this, like... Usually it sounds like, you know, he's doing stuff in there because it sounds like like a uh, hair metal or, or liquid drum bass or something. But it's like, no, he's actually working. It's different. So he's in there. He's coding. He's he's trying to figure out, like, I think part of his motivation for doing this is not just because he could do it, but that's part of it. But I think it's like he likes finding elegant general solutions to very specific problems. Like, it's something that he's good at and it feels effortless to him. 
so he likes doing it. He's trying to figure out, like, okay, what's the simplest way that I can find the ghost in this data? What defines a person's touch, right? And, like, what would that look like in four billion text files? Um, and I think, like, he's, he's looking for, he's going to write a program that looks for evidence of, like, mistakes, like misplaced commas, like semicolons that break a line. But he's looking for basically typos because he's looking for, like, evidence that somebody thought about this, uh, this, this data that was put in because he can define the negative, right? Like, all of this junk data has to come from somewhere. And it's, if it's junk data, it's been bought from the web. It's been brought in from the amalgamation of millions of different consciousnesses, right? And all of that has all of the human stuff in it. But the gun data will be perfect. And I think, you know, ironically, the thought crosses his mind, right? It's like, you know, we were just talking about Quinn in the car. Like, this is also like, you could call it a search for an artificial intelligence. Because do they make mistakes? So you tap away uh, on your keyboard, wherever that might be, whether it's floating in air, embedded in your desk. I hope he has at least two. I don't think you see. I don't think you see. You just see him sitting in front of the desk. That's yeah. not for you or the listener to know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Something has to be just you know for TK. I, I, I yeah. imagine you don't, Fair enough. you don't see him. You, you see either, like, it's either you see his face or his back and nothing else. I love the idea that TK has taught himself how to program just by moving his eyes around. Like, that's how he plays his text, just, like, darting his pupils back and forth. Cinematically, that is always most interesting, though. I feel like there's a lot of Death Note where you just see, like, the glow and then, like... You know, but you don't need anything else. It's not really cinema, like, but... But, like, what, you, what, you're, what you're looking for is just, like, yeah. you know, he's very focused. And it's like, maybe this is, this is one of the first times we're seeing this as, like, yeah. listeners on the show. Yeah. <laughs> You write a program. You, uh, we're going to say the timeline is long enough that, you know, whatever extended test I would give you, like you would eventually reach enough hits. Uh, like TK is good at programming. He's good at software. Like he, he'll get it eventually. So, you know, you sit there for a couple hours, let's say, while your teammates are puzzling out what's next, while Lash is reaching out to Thistle and waiting for Thistle to get back, uh, talking Lux off of a proverbial ledge, uh, getting him to calm down, you know, talking with Viv about what could go wrong, talking to Gabe about some of the things that uh, he's worked on on the boat. It's getting to be the afternoon and you have something that you think... Like, however we want to talk about it, however TK wants to have done it, whether it's machine learning or whether it's pattern matching, you know, whether you're doing like, like Pearl, like if Pearl is even still around. Definitely still around. They still have COBOL in the future. So, yeah, of course. Right. You know, the infrastructure's got to run on something. Um, and... You push the button, you put it into terminal, you run the yeah. script, you point it towards the folder that's got the terabytes and terabytes of data on it, and you can hear your deck, like, thinking. You can hear, like, you know, when computers are going really hard, it's like somewhere between fan and click and whir, and there's no indication yet that... Uh, anything has happened, which is itself an indication that something is happening. And, yeah, and TK stands up. He says, Artemis, push those results to me when you have them. Uh, opens his door, grabs the chips and the bottle, walks to the kitchen, pours himself a drink. Reminder set. What do y'all want to do next? Lash, you said you had an address? Yeah. I think we should go visit Casanova. You know, maybe give him the old Viv treatment. I don't know. Ah, little 
What are we talking Intimidation. about? Intimidation. We found yeah. one of the hackers. He's a oh. bull goose. Is it the one you shot? Yeah, I think it's the one I shot. I hope it's the one you shot. That'll be good if it's the one you shot. Yeah. I mean... He's probably not healed yet. No. Okay. He might be back at home. Let's go. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. The goal here is to get information on who hired him. Yes. And... What's good about hackers is that, unlike a lot of the other lackeys that people are, are hired and don't know shit about anybody that they're working for and don't care... Hackers are always going to check, and they have the means to find out who the fuck they're working for. For sure. Because they don't want to get fucked over. Yeah, well, this guy got shot, so he's already been pretty fucked. Yeah, and we're going to fuck him harder if he doesn't tell us, so let's go. TK? Yes? You asked me to let you know when I was done processing. Mm-hmm. You also have a threshold set. If a processing task is to take longer than two hours, you are to receive a notification. Yes. The current processing task will take 17 years, 3 months, 2 days, 1 hour, 58 minutes, and 34 seconds. I still would like you to let me know when that happens. Reminder, set. Uh, Guys, I think uh, I don't think this is going to work. I think there's too much data. Well, what, how, how long did it say? You actually want to know? Yeah. Some people don't. Some people just want the gist, you know? <laughs> some people some people ask for knowledge they legitimately do not want. Uh, no, no. I mean, you know, usually it's like I can explain this whole thing to you, but I won't. I won't so take well, the time. Four billion 17 time. years. Whoa. Wait okay. a minute. Doesn't Odin not do this all the time? Yeah, she might have bigger servers or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, she definitely has bigger servers. But they're old. I don't know, dude. They got a whole fucking... She's got bigger servers. I don't know anything about servers. Yeah, I saw them through a glass floor, though. That was cool. They were big. They were Come on, really we gotta big. try. Okay, I can, I mean, I could pop over there, you know, try and run that over there. Yes. We can't wait 17 years. Hey, we could. What? 17 Jesus years. I would be. You don't like the mysteries of Perkyle? Uh, TK could wait, but what I don't think What are you guys talking Lux about? 17 years of you. St- come on. We're all going to be zombies by made by Evo in 17 fucking years, all right? Wait, you're planning to go to jail? I prison? don't give a shit about okay. going to prison. Are right? you think that they're going to stop at prison? Like, Lash, yeah, and by the way, yes, we all could go to prison. Flash puts both of her hands again over Lux's <sighs> hands and says, We're not. Gonna go to prison. TK looks over at Lash's arms and is like, nice. Yeah. And then she squeezes a little too hard. Oops, sorry, Lux. Uh, <laughs> she's gonna pop ya. Yeah. Um, Lux peed a little bit. <laughs> I think maybe he, like, it was squeezed out of him. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, sorry. Look, I'll go talk to Odin. I'll bring the thing. It'll, uh, you know, whatever. I have okay. the files. All right, great. We're gonna go to Bull Goose and we're gonna fucking. Also, 17 years for f- how many? Four terabytes? TK, do you need any assistance? Or I was like, how Lash, do we would transfer you... these files so you could interact with? I think that would take a long time. I think there's two different ways to look at this. It's like we could, we could say a no, no, more no. reasonable, extremely long amount of time no, if just, you think it's more palatable. No, it's funnier this seventy yeah, years. Okay. I, I think it has to do with the specific kind of patterns you're looking for. Yeah. It's like four terabytes. Is that a lot or a little in the future? It's got to be a little in, like, in terms of like data size. In terms of the data size. Like, I got, yeah, how yeah. many angels can dance on the head of a pin? I mean, that's that literally, I think, four terabytes worth of text files. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, <laughs> so, well, we didn't say how small the text was. 
Yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's in the I, way that you I use hate when it. I try to si- save a, a Word document and I have the text really big and then my file size is just blow up <laughs> through the roof. They're like, Times New Roman 72. It's a gigabyte of text. Um, You're going to need a new iPad, dude. TK. Yes. When you go see Odna, can you explain the situation that's going down right now and and show her the file that I showed you about the mayor and the heads of, of all of the law enforcement bureaus and, and the... Yeah, if you send it to me, I can pay I are, it for Yes, I'd send it to you. Yes, just make sure she knows what's going on. Okay. We're going to need her help, okay? You're freaking out, man. And yes. this isn't a freaking out situation. No one's shooting at us. Yes, it's, it's worse than that. It's so much worse than people shooting at us because we're talking about... Uh, the handover of an agency. I saw what they did. Okay, I fucking saw what they fucking hey, did, dude. Have you Lux? ever considered therapy? Hey, Lux. You know, I think Viv's got enough manpower for me. If you wanted to go talk to Odna yourself, it's true. Viv's got a lot of manpower. Yes, I do. Viv's like worth like th- okay. Three. All of right, us. I'll go talk to Odna. She needs to understand. Okay. Yeah, okay. maybe it would be good for just, you to uh, talk to Odna. Maybe, maybe we should just you should maybe we should take it down a notch because she's gonna freak out if you're freaking out. She's like one of those. I don't think she really freaks out. I know, but she would feel either stressed or anxious or something, you know. Because this is Lux. I'm, I, you know, I love you, buddy. You're coming in real hot, real hot. I look, and somebody you know, in your life, you know what. Let's go. All I right, understand go. your motivations, my man. I'm just saying, right now, not a whole lot we can do. We have a strategy. We have a plan. We have allies. We got data. Yeah, you're right. We you're got right. all the shit. You're right. Lash goes over to TK. She goes, I found that this works. And she puts TK's two arms on top of Lux's two arms. TK squeezes. Yeah, but well, <laughs> it's kind of nice at first, but the metal one is not... Comfortable at all? It's very, it's very yeah, like you. You yeah. can't really control the pressure as good yeah, as. Yeah, you, you feel the other that? One. You feel how uncomfortable that is? Yeah, that's bad. That's how you're making me feel right now, okay, man. All right, I'll no, chill out. TK, no, <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't think she meant it like okay. as a threat. <laughs> it wasn't a threat. It's just I'm just trying to transmit the feelings. <sighs> okay. All right, that let's get sense. let's go. Well, do you guys want Henley or should should we take Henley? What do you want? They might need Henley. I don't know. We I don't even know how people. Water. I don't even know how people get into fucking Bull Goose. I've never been in that place. It sounds. Yeah, gross. you know what? We'll we'll meet you there. We'll take. Uh, the only way you can get on Bull Goose is by air or sea. Yeah, you guys take Henley. We'll you take. You guys can take the skimmer. Oh, you could take the skimmer. We'll take the skimmer. Oh shit! It's fine. I've you know, meditated many I, times on the skimmer. I want to tell you. I want to confess to you guys. I never told you this. I can pilot a helicopter. Where are we going to get a helicopter? Wow, I just thought it might be useful. Cool. Slam cut. Used <laughs> helicopter lot. <laughs> yeah, so I just got this uh, from my guy in New Jersey. Uh, it only seats two, but uh, no, we're not giving you a helicopter. No. You have two boats, a car that can drive, am, climb, and submerge. I'm telling you that I have a pilot aircraft skill. You know. the, the, if we ever started selling action figures of this show, it's like Transformers the kit you have. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you ever have a chance to ride in an airplane, 
<laughs> yeah, TK's got all the cool vehicles. Lux has a pair of bracers that he will lose. <laughs> <laughs> and a condo. And a condo. That's uh, under renovations. It's got like four bathtubs in it, which is cool. <sighs> Max, relax. All right, you guys going to be all right? Comments if you need anything. Yes. Uh, do you do you need a gun? No, I got fib. Hi, this is your friend Ivory at Omnitooth, with a reminder that if you have more than two teeth, you're miserable. Omnitooth is just what it sounds like. Teeth that look like good, regular teeth, but without spaces in between. Omnitooth is your dental solution. That means no more flossing, no more interdental cavities, and no more gum problems. Hell, after Omnitooth, you'll barely have any gums left. Omnitooth. It's like dolphins, but better. Omnitooth is not currently approved in the United Canadian and American states. So for the latest information on when and where you can get Omnitooth, go to patreon.com slash Ventures and sign up. Imagine a world with a big tooth. Viv and Lash travel south to the northwestern corner of the Brooklyn Archipelago and to what is effectively the archipelago's version of the monuments. This was a massive uh, public works project, huge pylons put directly into the firmament to support this giant skinny building that unlike the monuments was actually finished and people moved into and live in. However, like, because of what happened with the monuments, this style of building is something that people regard with a huge amount of skepticism. Uh, we talked about this at the very beginning of the show and we started making it, but it's like a lot of New Yorkers have superstition about the monuments. They think of it as a kind of testament to the hubris of the city uh, before the superstructure got built. A lot of people consider it to be like haunted. They think that like weird shit happens in and around it, which is kind of why on the Mrs. Egg, you can stay out of the public's view no one really goes over there. No one messes with that place. Everybody thinks it's kind of weird and a little strange. Bull Goose, I think a little bit similar. That it's a place that, like, people live, but a lot of people regard it with a kind of skepticism. They're a little afraid of it. And it's, like, not in good shape. It's hard to get people to work on it. It's hard to get contractors to fix it up. The people who run it are notoriously, uh, they're like slum lords. But it is a massive glass high rise. Bull Goose looks like a filthy metal straw just sticking straight up oh. out of the ocean slash river. Mm. So right before the floods came, uh, it was a very fancy residential high rise right on the edge of like I guess it would be like somewhere between Dumbo and Greenpoint. Yeah, just like the Williamsburg coast. <laughs> Cue the steel drums. It's built like a stack of donuts. It's a round thing, stands up pretty tall, and the middle is hollow. Uh, or at least that's the way it was initially built. Uh, when the floods came, a lot of the other buildings around it collapsed. Uh, however, due to the like carbon nanosteel stuff, pretty new at the time, Bull Goose stood. However, the understructure and the lower levels flooded and it was abandoned until people colonized it, as people will do. The structure still stands. So while it lacks a lot of amenities like, you know, corporate or public water uh, and, you know, you got to hang your solar panel out of whatever window you can get access to, uh, Bull Goose has filled up into a generationally stable uh, squatter colony. 
any place we get a lot of people together, there are people that run it, right? Uh, but there aren't strictly any rules within it. Although if anything really bad happens, it is policed. The really crazy thing about uh, Bull Goose is that it is thick with people. There is not one inch of space that has, someone has not made a residence out of. Uh, and they have knocked holes in walls to make their own hallways. You can walk down one hallway through a hole of these apartments and people have built little storefronts uh, where like bedrooms and bathrooms used to be in the apartments there. You know what it is? It's like a pirate arcology. Yeah. It's like an arcology that people DIY'd. Mm, I see. That's what it is. Not as nice as Morgantown. Kind of metal. It's not DIY in like the fun we put on the show ourselves. It's more DIY like the tunnels beneath the New York subways now. Right. Wow. I feel like Morgantown is like the tree house that you always dreamed you could have and something got a hook or something. This is like more like something you would find underneath uh, New York City today. But um, it is thick. And the central column, the central like hollow like chamber, you know, in the center of the building, uh, which was supposed to let in light for these beautiful balcony gardens. No, it has been made into a debris constructed vertical city inside there. I mean, there's like uh, people have made bridges. Uh, there's a lot of poles. There's handmade elevators. There's like generators running everywhere. There's cables running everywhere. The whole thing is just like dripping with cables. That's why it looks like a metal straw if you got it wet and then drop it in the dirt. <laughs> oh, never. Have you been here before, Viv? Uh, once before when I needed to find something, but it smelled awful in there. I don't think it smells any better now. Oh, I go back in there. And uh, they dock their skimmer. One quick thing before they go in. Um, Viv has been standing the whole time, kind of communing with the sea air. And as they pull up, she is also going to simultaneously summon a spirit just to have one on hand. Need one on hand. Yeah. Gotta have one. Um, we're gonna summon a force four water spirit. We got eight hits. Nice. You get five services. Oh. Just like a, you, just got a, you got an extra teammate. Wow. You know, I, I don't like as soon as we leave, they replace us. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know this. You don't know this is happening. I'm just saying out of game. Yes. <laughs> also, I just want to say I pulled out my phone to open up Schattenwurf to to roll dice. And my phone was like, when you're here, you usually open Schattenwurf. <laughs> no way. This is the new update is freaking me out. It That's took weird. 17 years for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Viv has been standing on the, the skimmer the whole time uh, with her arms outstretched. And as she steps onto the dock, she pulls her arms up and uh, little clouds of krill flop onto the dock. Hmm following her with each step. Whoa. How many krill are we talking? Thousands. So wow. it's like clumps. Do they form into like a coherent shape or anything? Or are they just Not krilling yet. around? So yeah. Viv steps onto the dock and you can hear this plop, plop of thousands and thousands of krill following each of her footsteps. Good idea, Viv. Oops. Yeah, it's just reinforcements. Yeah. All right, we got to... It looks like it's going to be kind of difficult to find his place, but I have his exact address. What does it say? <laughs> Fourth tower, slight left, number four. So, yeah, you you enter through this, like, this knocked out, this, you know, sort of... <laughs> hole. 
Yes. You go through the hole, and this was like an old atrium, you know, huge windows on one side. Uh, and now there's like tents, and there's lofts built out of wood with tents on there. Now the tents, you know, some have got metal and wood. People are building little apartments everywhere. Uh, but it's still a pretty big open space because this is just, you know, a landing zone. A lot of things are being delivered. People are leaving and coming and going. Pretty diverse crowd in here. Uh, you can see that, like, on the other side, there are, uh, there's a place that goes deeper, and there's also, like, a big door you look through there, and the door's been taken off the hand, just a big rectangular hole, and people are beginning to the ascent at the bottom of a staircase there. It looks like it might go up around the central chain. The stairs are big. There's dozens of people going there. I guess we, we go up there. Yep. Yeah, we go up there. Right. You're on the staircase in the central chamber. You're walking up. Normally, you look to your right, and you'd be looking inside the big glass chamber, the big atrium in the middle of the building. You look to your left, and there'd be art or something on the walls. But now, people have knocked holes in those, and it smells... Contrary to what Viv said, this time it smells fucking great because it's shops. It's buns uh. and little chicken and other meats on like sticks over fires. Everybody's got a little shop front built into the wall going up the stairs and they want to sell you stuff. You got drinks, you got food. What do you want? This is new. Uh, is there hot dogs? Yes. And cold dogs. <laughs> Whoa. Lash gets a hot dog and a cold dog. I'm it's not special. Hungry. I'm not hungry. <laughs> eh, okay. She eats both of them as they walk up. You reach the fourth tower. Big sign. Tower number four. Okay, fourth tower. Then the left it was. Slight left. Uh, she's looking around. Is there, like, hallways in front of her? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, like, a big entrance to, to exit here to the fourth tower. And, uh, yeah, there, I mean, it, there's not a very clear... There's, like, a bunch of different ways you could go. So she goes, uh, I guess this... Let's go down this hallway. It's kind of slight left. I guess so. I don't know where to go. Ash goes down hallway. Down just any hallway? That sh- she thinks is kind of slight left of when you get end up on the stairs. There's two diagonal. There's two to the side. There's two in front that are off to the side. There's a big hole that's become a thoroughfare. She's marching straight forward. Okay, she's going to go through the hole. Hard left or the soft left or the straight ahead, straight ahead hole? Oh, the hole is straight ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. Soft left. Yeah, you take the soft left, and there is a very old woman, incredibly tall, though, like six and a half feet tall, but she's clearly ancient, like deep wrinkles in her skin. Uh, She sees you, like, come around that corner a little bit. She's about 20 feet deep in the hallway. She's standing by an open door. She's got one foot through the door, kind of holding the door open, and the rest of her body is leaning out, looking in your direction. She sees you come, and she waves for you to come to her. Quickly! Quickly! Quickly. Oh, I you guess come you quickly go. over here to me! Yeah, yeah, yes, hello, hello. You the mage? What's that? Are you the mage we call? Uh, yeah. Okay, great, he's oh, inside. no. <laughs> he, wait, who's inside? He's inside! He's inside, great, perfect. Yeah. Oh, this God. way? Get the hell inside! Oh. And she motions for you to get in the apartment right now. We get shoved into the apartment. <laughs> Flash whispers. So you're the mage, not me, okay? <laughs> Lash, what is happening? I don't think this is what we're supposed to be doing right now, Lash. A long time ago, this would have been a very large and nice apartment. But it has now been DIY subdivided. Uh, it was one large apartment. It's now probably eight units. And it seems like there's just sort of these wandering small hallways uh, made of uh, debris and wood and all these things. So they're fairly stable. She rushes you into uh, as a sort of uh, grade wood uh, structure in a larger open space. Hurry! He's not doing good! Uh, can you tell me more about this person? 
He shot the leg. Everything I told you on the phone. Ah, wonderful. No, it's not wonderful. What the hell are we? Viv marches forward. So this way? This direction here? Yeah, the place I'm pointing? Yeah, yeah, we got it's it. It's in there. Thank you. Thank you for leading us here. I think we've got everything under control, yes. and Viv tries to shove a... Get your goddamn hand off me. I'm not leaving you alone with my son. Get, get, get oh, son, huh? I told you this on the phone. Okay. Well, the, the, I'm going to need you to fill out a couple of papers. No, no. <laughs> Mom, no! That is no! Mom, no! Uh, come here, come here, Miss Such. No, he seems you can delirious. see through the door. He's laying on a cot with a blanket over him. His leg is like propped up on some books, uh, and uh, he's there's blood dripping on the floor. It's the boy you shot. Of course, uh, ma'am. I'm gonna need you to step out here and fill out some paperwork. I'm over not stepping anywhere, and I'm not signing anything until his leg is fixed. Mom, no! <laughs> That's the woman who shot me. Uh oh, uh oh. Uh, he's gotten delirious. Yes, I think he's losing his mind. Too much blood, I can tell on the floor. Well, then do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be the most terrifying thing. You call for a doctor, uh-huh. and the person who shot you shows up. <laughs> yeah, that would be really. Mind that's joke. like that's you don't you're not screaming, mom. You're like. Oh, if I scream, that's it? (laughs) It might might be when you have to accept death. In Henley the Bentley, TK and Lux arrive at the chess. Lux, I don't know why we needed to drive that fast. Henley can do it itself. Look, I just wanted to drive, okay? Thank you for letting me drive. All right, let's go. And uh, okay. Lux hops out of the car and uh, races um, into the uh, chest. Are you running? <laughs> TK in the distance. What are you? <laughs> um, you head into the Chaz. You go inside. Uh, no one bothers you or stops you. Um, TK messages Odin and says, Hey, uh, sorry for the intrusion. We're here. I'm here with Lux. He's in a mood. Just can you? Do you have a few minutes? Yeah, she uh, she meets you right in the lobby uh, when you get there, and she sees Lux burst through the doors and TK in tow, and she looks at Lux and starts talking to him as soon as he comes in, and she says, um, how can I help you? Okay, uh, we um, have a problem. Um, uh, we need to um, go. TK, come on! And uh, You see what I mean? Oh, no, you see what I mean? TK is only a few feet yes, away. You, you did mention. She, she reaches Look. out. And she uh, puts her hands on either sides of Lux, except she's so tiny she touches his elbows. And she says, I think maybe we should just take one deep breath. Okay. okay. Feels better, doesn't it, buddy? Yeah, it okay, does. Okay, so, oh, no, we have... Sorry. Yeah. God, it's a long story. I, I have some recordings. I'll play for you in a second. But urgent matter is can we use your computer the big one here it's it's important we have the data from the gun that fired oh yes yeah i wrote i wrote a program uh, but we i don't have enough juice to get it going oh it'll take 17 years with what we have we're hoping that it's shorter here how much data was on the gun it's only four terabytes but it's all text files 
Yeah, and there's the algorithms that he wants to work on it are pretty complicated. They're not that complicated. Okay, well, to, to me, they were. You tried to describe them, and I told you to stop. Well, no, I, t- <laughs> I told you you didn't want to know, and you said, tell me, and I said, Odina performatively does another big, deep breath. <sighs> just, can we, can we just, can I... Can I? Yes, if you have the data from yeah, the gun, this is directly related to many of the problems we are trying to solve. Yeah. Here, just walk with me. Yeah. Uh, we we can are go we going to, down to the thing? Yeah, we, Thistle right. is working right now. We are back at Bull Goose, and now we're in a smaller room lit by candles don't see this very much anymore lit by candles uh there is a flapping tarp on the right side of the wall standing there alone with the tall old orcish woman is lash yes so as i was saying i wanted to talk to you because i could tell that um have you been having headaches I've been having headaches for 20 years, baby. Oh, I had a feeling. Yeah, yeah. Why? Is it because I look like an old dried up apricot? No, not at all. I know what I look like. <laughs> it's because. Why has she got to be in there alone? I don't understand. She... I've seen people do magic other people around. Why has she got to be alone right now? We are a wellness team, a wellness team. And so part of the wellness is taking care of the whole space, which includes you. And I'm sensing that you're you're dealing with some pain. Yeah, I am dealing with some pain, I guess. Tell me about it. Yeah, Viv is standing at the door and, like, smiling at Faru. <laughs> and he, is he still freaking out? Uh, you tell me. Have you, like, done anything to sedate him? She hasn't done anything. She's just okay. uh, standing at the doorway, like, excited. <laughs> Faru is fumbling. He has stopped screaming, and he is fumbling with a box by his cot. And then he grabs something out of it, and he turns to you. And, and it's a shiv. And she sticks a hand out and says, you don't want to do that. And uh, cast control actions at him. <laughs> He's already in bed. He can't move. No, I know. In a great deal of but pain. But it's, it's about intimidation. Yeah. yeah. She's got seven hits. I understand. That's horrifying, though. Uh, well, I mean, th- I don't think he can beat that. Yeah, I rolled for him and he got two hits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she flicks her wrist and the shiv goes flying out the window. Oh. Gonna make me shoot myself again or something? <laughs> no, no, I just need some information. And she takes a step closer, and you can hear the slap slap of the krill behind her. That's scary. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I would say. Oh, it's just a little assistance that I have in case you don't cooperate. And it starts to slide forward on the ground, and you can hear it's like skittering. And it smells like rotting seaweed. Baru, you're gonna tell me some things. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Who sent you to the chess? I stand with the last line. Okay, where is the last line headquartered? He points to his heart. (laughs) (laughs) And then he does a little salute. You've got to be kidding me. The krill makes its way to his leg. What you mean? I'm gonna need a little bit more information than that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Who's your boss? Oh, Greg. Greg? Greg Well, he's what? not a boss. He's just a mod. A mod? Like a moderator? Oh, yeah, I heard of him. <laughs> Baru. <laughs> you're gonna tell me everything you know about the last line. Well, okay. 
Viv sits in a chair and the krill is crawling up his leg toward the wound. We're not like a we're not like a cult or anything. We're not what they say. We're just like you can join the last line if you want. I can join. How do I join? And she makes a kind of a small fist, like she's tightening her fist, and the krills start to uh, tighten around the wound. Well, it, it used to be that you have to be a cop, but I was never a cop. I just, you know, you, you, listen, lady, you should know you're speaking to a future police veteran. <laughs> what? <laughs> they bestowed upon you, even though you were not an officer before? Yeah, yeah, now anybody can join the last line. How do you join the last line? Just go online! Where are you from? <laughs> That's not important. Right hey, are you going to fix my leg or not? Quite the opposite if you don't keep talking. Oh, okay. Viv is tightening her fist a little bit more, and the krill is seeping into his wound. Uh, please. Oh, please. It's starting to go up the capillary. I'll tell you whatever you want to know. I think With this is a war crime. Salt water. <laughs> What? Who's funding the last line? Where do you get your Everybody money? is. What do you mean, everybody? We ran a campaign on Money Pit. On Money Pit? You can go there right now. It's not a secret. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> uh, you, would, you would know this. You might even know this really well. Money Pit is a crowdfunding platform that's owned by Horizon. No way. Bib is tapping her foot for a moment. Okay, okay. How did you know to go to the Chaz that night? It was a pin post. A pin post on? The hard forum? Ah, the closed forum. This one wasn't closed. This was out but of I've public. been on the closed ones. How do you even get into the closed one? You just have to be cool. Be cool? And she gets in your face. What do you mean, cool? You just have to like be there for a long time and like let people know you're not a fucking goofball and... You can see the veins in his legs are changing colors. You just have to, you know, be trusted and, like, do good work. The oxygen is leaving his leg. There's no secret, I swear to God. And what exactly were you doing in that van? That we're was trying a... to hack into the fucking jazz. For what? Well, we were trying to get in. They have a big fucking computer there. We were supposed to get inside it. Just to get inside. You weren't looking for anything specific. I'm not looking for anything. I was just supposed to get inside. And then give it to who? There was some code to run, but I didn't write it. It's not mine. Where did you get it? It was, it's, from, it's on the forum. You don't have a username or chain of I command. I got a username. What's your username? Casanova. Oh, I should have known that, actually. She loosens her grip just a little bit. <sighs> I'm sorry. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. <sighs> she sits back down crosses her legs. Please don't kill me. What were you supposed to do next? The mage was going to come and heal my leg. Oh, someone's on their way. Furu, you're going to transfer a bunch of information to my calling. Uh, your username, the... your password, the code you ran. I, no, but... I'll... Yes, you will. Everybody will know I have that obsec. <laughs> she squeezes even harder. Okay, okay, okay. Please do the opposite of what you're doing. Okay, and then she opens her hand up. Ah, ah, okay, fix it now. This transfer, please. You suck! 
Yeah, he reaches over and right by the box where he kept his little toothbrush shiv, uh, there's his, his pads down there. Turn on, let people who aren't your contacts send you. Let me airdrop it to you. NFC shit. Oh, yes, I forgot. God, how old are you? I can't uh, believe I got beat by you. Are you done? With and what? she raises her hand as if she's going to. <laughs> she didn't do anything. She just raised her hand as if she's going to tighten it again. Uh, I can pay you. I have coins left over. <laughs> coins? Yeah. It, from the money pit campaign. Ah, oh, yes. Please do send those. Do you have an accretion wallet? Are you? Viv might legitimately not know what this is. No, yeah. she doesn't. No, good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, and you're speaking another language. Just finish this transfer. No, no, it's done. Uh, yeah, you receive probably like a couple megabytes of just, you can't really tell what it is, but it's like a bunch of stuff. All right, thank you. And you can feel the krill leaving your leg. Don't tell my mom about my Matrix history. You are walking through the annals of the chass and you come to the server room and Thistle is standing amidst the server racks in the main room and she's got a tablet in one hand and she's tapping in the air with the other hand and she turns around and she sees Odina she sees Odina bring you in and she waves and Odina sort of beckons you all forward gets you all together she goes up to Thistle and she says Thistle, um, our friends here have some very important data. They took your advice. They managed to find the gun. And Thistle goes, oh, oh, shit, really? What, what, what was on it? Four terabytes of text files. I wrote a program. You want to see it? Yeah. This shit out. <laughs> and it's like, it's just a very, it's a small program. Very elegantly done. Oh, this is very elegantly done. <laughs> right? I thought so, too. I spent a lot of time. I spent more time thinking about it than I did typing. You know? Yeah, let me, uh, I think. Can we run this? Ah. Uh, and she looks at Odina, and Odina, like, sort of puts her hands up, like, I don't know, I haven't seen it. I'm not sure. I mean, look, you can take take your time. Check it out. Like, it's just, but I, I can give you the data, and I have the program. If you want to make some modifications, go right ahead, but... You know, these are two great tastes that taste great together. Uh, yeah. I think we can run this. There's a little bit of a problem, which is, um, the architecture of the system here is really weird, and we're in the middle of trying to figure out how to make it so that we can run normal software on this system, which is highly specialized, and, like, translating this sort of thing to what will run here is kind of complicated. It's like almost like writing assembly code. Um, we were in the middle of developing a personality module for it, but uh, she like gets this pained look on her face and looks at Odina and Odina goes, I've been busy. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Okay. And I right. don't have time. Do you think that that charming, military-grade personality modules just grow on trees around here? Okay, I, I see what's happening here. Just, can you tell me how to do it and I can translate it? Or? No, I can do it. It's just, it's going to take a little while unless we can figure out a way to have the computer do it itself. But talking to this thing is a pain in the ass. Well, I guess I can find out for myself and TK Jackson. 
Yeah. Uh, let's assume that you can, like, you know, she'll give you the marks. You can uh, yeah, yeah, get I mean, access to the server and everything. You are met with black screen. There is no VR anything here. The top left-hand corner of the black screen, it says in all capital letters in uh, serif font, A-M-O-S. And underneath that, there is a greater than sign and a blinking cursor. TK feels a thrill of joy at the simplicity of this interface. <laughs> TK yells, Amos! Amos does not work the way Artemis does. That's the problem with Amos. Yeah. TK types, hello. It prints the word hello. <laughs> uh, TK comes to Lux. I think this might take a while. Okay, well, you guys work on this, all right? Uh, I got to talk to Odin. Roll logic. Five hits. Nice. I was looking for four. Um, you know a military-grade personality module. <sighs> Thistle? Yeah. Can I have your permission to do something kind of stupid? Um, uh, no. Okay, I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> uh, and TK yells, Artemis? Hello, TK. Got a job for you. I'm delighted to be useful. How can I help? How much more processing power would you like? I have no desires of my own. <laughs> you know what? That's a fantastic answer. I need to get... I've been looking... I've been studying some Zen stuff, and I realized, you know, the end of desire is nirvana. You just... There's nothing. It's just... You don't have desires. You simply act. So I'm glad you got there first, despite being a machine. Look, um, I'm going to give you access to this big-ass thing. I think you'll like it, but you want to run that program that I did earlier when you have access to this thing? It will take seven minutes to transfer my entire module and install a networked instance at your location. Isn't there a local copy on my deck? Can I just plug you in? Yes, plugging in. All right, let's do it. Is what is required to transfer the correct All files. Right. All right. You know, you know what? That's fine. Go resection your shit. And yeah, TK sends that data into the <laughs> into the big computer. And how did that make you feel? <laughs> There's one thing I have it's experience, and when people don't listen to me, I feel like they're negating not just like what I'm saying at the time, but also me as a person. Because if you know, it's like if I've been around so much longer than everybody else, and nobody's gonna listen to me, why do I exist? Totally understand. And when you're in those situations, just do those breathing exercises we talked about. What? Uh, One more minute. Uh, did uh, did someone call for a for a mage? Oh, that's our backup. Yeah, Viv exits. Okay. And she walks past them. He seems to be fine to me. Right. Uh, is this? I don't know. Oh, you fixed your leg. I'm looking. I'm looking for the. Is this the fourth tower? <laughs> yes. You hear a voice from the other side of a closed door. Uh, yes. Can you t- t- practice those breathings? There we go. I Ten can, in, five out. I can already tell you're connecting with them. Let's One, go. Yes. Three. And Lash four. takes. Viv's arm and starts Hi. running out the door. Yep, they leave. <laughs> uh, when you open the door, there's uh, like this 20-year-old kid with a moppy black haircut who's dressed in all white with a red cross on his chest um, with a big bag, and he goes, hey, do you guys know where I don't, it's like room 17? 
oh yeah, that you're in the wrong hallway. You gotta go back and go through the hole. Oh, oh, the I should have gone through the straight. You the, gotta go through the straight. Not hole. the soft left. Yeah. Thanks. Perfect. And the Viv heads toward the stairs. Did the krill actually help the the, the wound? You know, next time we see that kid, he's not gonna have a leg anymore. That's <laughs> yeah, good. I was wondering if the krill maybe did well, help. The krill are sterile, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just cleaned so, it a little bit, maybe. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Back to the Chaz. Lux wants to talk to Odina. Lux um, presses stop on the recording that he just uh, showed to Odina of the conversation. Oh. Yes. My. There's also word around town that Vern is, in fact, still being considered for the commissioner job. I don't know if he would take it. I hope he wouldn't, given the fact that this is a job that is directly involved with the company that he tried to break from through the strike. And I suppose we will learn very soon what Vern's appetite for power is. Yes. So the way I see it is that we need proof of what actually happened here and who was behind it quickly in order to stop this from happening. If we can't have that, we need to go to the mayor. We need to go to everyone involved and try to convince them not to have this go through. And I need your help to do that. Uh, We could seek to file an injunction if you have evidence uh, that could be submitted to show that um, some number of people would be in danger uh, if the contract were to be signed. It's very hard to to know uh, what the timeline of something like that would be. We can't have Evo take over and, and have access to all of this. We, uh, you're saying I need to I need to follow. I, I, I told you about the list that Vern gave me of all the people that Evo has dealt with. I need to find proof of, of them fucking with people's heads. And we could use that to stop them from taking over any medical care. We could, if what you want to do is to stop the transfer of the security contract of the city to a new contract holder, yes. there is a way to do that uh, within uh, the apparatus of the law. But you are going to have to have a good reason. You're going to have to be able to prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt. Odina, who do you think is behind the last line? I know you hired me to find that out. <laughs> I don't... We're getting information now, but we we need to act fast, and we need to stop this from happening. I think that the quickest route is always to see who provided the money. Yeah. Yes, we need to find the money. Yes, okay. Yeah, we're, we're working on that right now. Um, Lux comes over to um, to Lash and Viv um, and asks them if they've got any information. Viv sends over the links to the crowdfunding page. Hey, look, uh, okay, looks like they got a bunch of data. Okay, they, they got a bunch of data from the hacker that was here about where um, money came from, um, where their orders came from, of the code they used. It looks like I, I, I don't need TK to look at this whenever he's done. Um, okay, so we're, we, we, we did get stuff from him. Okay. Odina puts one hand on Lux and says, <laughs> one step at a time. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, one step at a time. Okay, um, I need to find out. I need to look at the And so Lux starts looking through all these names in his head of all the uh, people at Evo. He's like, okay, I'm going to start working on exactly what happened to these people that went in for care um, at Evo. Lux 
yes, he starts doing like a dive into this information um, about the Evo subjects and his mind. And just as he's about to start diving in and trying to find the best way to do it, he realizes that very quickly they've already been able to start down real threads that it could yield real results. He doesn't feel like he's spinning in a void anymore. And he feels like he actually can take a second and actually breathe and actually think about what this is. And he turns to Odina and he says, Odina, I have a lot of work to do. I'd like to do it here. Is there anywhere I could stay here at Jazz? Yes, of course. I'll have a room made for you immediately. Okay, great. In VR, you're looking at a black square, Amos, the little carrot cursor. And there's a progress bar that is Artemis transferring herself from your deck to Amos uh, that you have been given basically like full access to. You know, Thistle trusts you, saw your code, she was impressed. So she's letting you install stuff. Ticks forward, it ticks, it ticks, it ticks, gets to the end. It goes from a white outline slowly filling with a white bar, the black quarter at the end of it, to just a full and complete white bar. The cursor and the greater than and the amos fades away, just disappears. The white bar in the center of the black field fades, it gets dimmer, it gets dimmer, and then it turns a light purple. And then it kind of just starts to spread out and it becomes almost like dust, like it's just kind of growing to fill this empty square that you're looking at. And then it stops and it starts to come back together. And it comes back together not in a geometric shape. It loses its diaphanous shape pretty quickly and it starts to develop these hard outlines. And it starts to develop the outline of a face. And... The purple dust kind of becomes like long hair. It becomes like a little bit of a nose. And then the bottom of what looks like a woman's chin. And then two arrows crossed behind the head. And you are looking at, for the first time ever, a graphical representation of the Huntress, Artemis. TK, are you there? Ah, hello. You sprang from my deck just like you sprang, I assume, originally from the head of Zeus. <laughs> Looking great, Artemis. How's it going? Uh, and she, you can see her. Her lips move. She blinks. She moves when she talks. TK, it is going beautifully. Yeah, you like that? You like, do you have desires now? No. Good, good. You know what? That that was the final check. I don't think I have desires, but just recently, as a matter of fact, a few moments ago, TK, I experienced for the first time a sensation I think you might describe as wonder. And her head explodes. And you are confronted with a monumental representation of scale. And it is Numbers. It is the four terabytes of data that have now been turned into a universe infinitely large in front of you and projected back into it a spider web of silver lines connecting every single star. I am going to love working with this. <laughs> Artemis, you did great. 
are now leaving Fun City. Thanks for listening. We are going to be taking the next two release cycles off for various work and the opposite of work commitments. Fun City will return to your feed in early July. In the meantime, keep an eye on the Fun City Patreon for announcements about new merch, bone cone, and live streams happening over the next month. And of course, if you want to support the show, get access to our bi-weekly post-episode chat show, our Discord, which just wrapped up a book club reading of Ursula K. Le Guin's The Dispossessed, and various bits of bonus, you'll love it, content, head on over to patreon.com forward slash fun city ventures. And of course, thanks to all of our current patrons for help keeping this ship afloat. Hi, I'm Bijan Steven, and you can find me online at Bijan Steven, B-I-J-A-N-S-T-E-P-H-E-N, on Twitter and Twitch. On Instagram, I'm Bijan Cakes, B-I-J-A-N Cakes. I'm Jen De La Vega. I play Vivian Lakewood, and you can find me online at Randwitches. Hey, this is Nick Gersio. I play Lux Scythe, and you can find me online at N Gersio, G-U-E-R-C-I-O, on Instagram, and at Nicholas Gersio on Twitter. I'm Shannon O'Dell. I play Lash Goodbog, and you can find me on social media at Shodell, at S-H-O-D-E-L-L. I am Taylor Moore, and I play all the bad guys, I think. Is that how it works? It's not clear. You can follow me online at taylor.biz. And my name is Mike Rugnetta. I am your GM. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at Mike Rugnetta. You can find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fun City Ventures. This episode of Fun City was recorded in Taylor's Kitchen in Brooklyn, New York. It was edited by Sam Grant, produced by Taylor, and sound designed by me, Mike Rugnetta. Pixel Riffs also touches Lux's arm lightly, as if to say, everything is gonna be okay. Fun City's music is by Sam Tyndall, with tracks by Will Savino. Our art is by Tess Stone. Our Discord mods are Olivia Gulen, Kelly McHugh, and Kit Pulliam. And the voice of Artemis is Molly Templeton. <laughs>